This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 88, Schedule Shock in America, When to Eat, Work, and Sleep in the U.S. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. What is your daily schedule for meals and how's it different around the world? Today, Aubrey shares a funny story about a mistake she made in Belgium as an au pair and get her advice on how to manage these cultural differences. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, Aubrey, have you already had lunch? Yes, I eat lunch pretty close to noon every day. I have a pretty strict schedule. Ah. I don't like to feel hungry. I feel like my serotonin dives and I get grumpy. Yes, I I feel that. I understand what you mean. I don't like that either. You get a little hangry. I do get hangry. So I eat breakfast like first thing in the morning when I wake up and like lunch right at noon. We usually eat dinner by Five, six at the latest oh, here. Our kids are hungry and I'm hungry. Yeah, pretty oh, early. Wow. Okay, so you have a very clear schedule. I also like to eat right away. These days I go for a walk with my dog, but then I immediately have to eat. Mm-hmm. I find those people a mystery, the people who say, I don't really eat breakfast or I don't eat until you know, 10, 11 a.m. I do not get that. How can you I do half understand. a day of work or half a day without eating? No calories, right? No, I would not function well. I sort of start feeling sick to my stomach. This yes. got even worse. Once I started having babies and was pregnant, Ah. I would get morning sickness and I had to have something on my stomach. And then that just never went away. I feel like it wasn't as strong for me before, but now forget it. I have to eat something as soon as I wake up. Well, it makes sense. You need calories. Calories are energy and energy is what you need in your life. So to me, it makes sense. I don't understand those other people, but there are a lot of ways that people do this differently internationally. You know, we know in places like Western Europe, I think there's usually a small breakfast and a large lunch and Mm -hmm. a late dinner, right? How do you feel about that kind of schedule? Yeah, I mean, it's tough for me. It's funny. We have a a good friend lives a couple doors down from Puerto Rico and her family, they eat dinner very late. So sometimes, you know, her kids will be here when we're ready to eat dinner and they'll be like, why are you eating dinner at five (laughs) o'clock? Like we eat dinner like eight or nine. And I'm like, yeah, it seems (laughs) it's so strange. So even in the United States, within different families and cultures, it's very different. So you sometimes have to adjust if your friend's schedules are very different than yours. 
Oh, that's so funny. And you shared before we recorded kind of a funny story while you were in in Europe. Share that story. I think our listeners are going to get a real laugh out of this. Oh, this is funny. When I first moved to Belgium as an au pair, the first night I was there, um, the mother was sort of cooking some dinner and it was like vegetables and and butter and a little bit of sort of chicken. And she set it on the table. And so I sat down (laughs) and it was the kids and me and they hadn't put a plate for me, but I thought they wanted me to help me you know myself. So I got a plate and I, <laughs> I ate with the kids a little bit. And I noticed the parents sort of looking at me funny, <laughs> but I didn't really think anything of it. It was my first night there. Just, you know, didn't know what I was doing. So we get the kids ready for bed and then they made dinner for themselves. Uh-oh. And they were like, you're welcome to join us. And <laughs> I was, I felt very silly because it became very clear that they didn't expect me to eat with the kids. They expected me to eat at 9 p.m. with them, which is a much normal time for, is a much more normal time for dinner for them. They were oh. shocked that I would be hungry at five it's, or six. It's so funny. It's such a funny, for some reason I imagine you at the kids table too. Eating like a right, sandwich. a smaller table with my knees oh. Touching the bottom of the table. That's, that's what I picture right now. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, well, we've all made these mistakes abroad. So, guys, I mean, today's episode is all about looking at how schedules really are different. We have our own personal schedules. It sounds like you and me, our schedules match up pretty well around yep. eating. Except we, you know, here in where I live in the U.S., we like to eat a little bit later, like exercise around five, six, and then eat maybe mm-hmm. seven, eight, but rarely nine. Um, but you know, places, other parts of the world, have you seen other? places that are different, Aubrey? Yeah, definitely. In France, also dinner was quite a bit later. And mm-hmm. especially if you're going to a nice restaurant, mm-hmm. um, you know, it'd be it'd be happy hour, maybe at five or six, but it would be a couple hours later for dinner for sure. And I think that's, I do think it depends on um, the family as well. For someone who's single or married without kids yet, yeah, it's very, that's very standard, I think, to have a later dinner. But with yeah. kids, it's, yeah. if they're going to go to bed at seven, you got to get dinner done and out of the way at yeah. five or six. <laughs> right. But then the family you lived with, they basically just had two times, right, to exactly. eat. And then the kids went to bed early. That's interesting. Yeah, um, it's do very you ever different. do something depends like that? Yeah. Do you ever do something like that? Uh, yeah, I've never done that. And okay. for us, it's a very social to to eat dinner together as a family and be able to talk about what we have going on in our day is very valuable to us. So I want to sit down and eat with them. And they did that. This, these parents did that, but they just mm-hmm. didn't need to be eating, right? While okay. their kids ate, they would chat. So it's interesting oh. how you just sort of match, um, you know, what, what you prefer and your culture and get those um, experiences, those bonding moments. You know, you don't both have to be eating. So yeah, it's that's a good point. It's being done at different times. Right. I feel like in the U.S., families want to consolidate dinner just because there's so much else going on. You know, soccer yes. practice, and that <laughs> kid goes there, and this, and then someone gets home from work. There really can only be one eating time. But it sounds like for that family you lived with, they were kind of at home, leisurely hanging out around food all night. Is that right? What I'm assuming? Yeah, or, they. Yeah. Um, they they would they would just eat dinner with the kids and then had sort of a bedtime ritual mm-hmm. and then um the adults would do you know wine and dinner just like 
three hours later, you know? Yeah. And, um, but they didn't, their kids were a little younger, so they weren't at least not yet involved in sports and things like that. But that Mm -hmm. is a really good point. That for me, that's sort of why we have to do dinner and get it done. And it's a little more, (laughs) we're just a little more scheduled because yeah, yeah, Will has flag football and Georgia has soccer and Penelope has softball and I'm running them to all their different practices and you get busy and it's difficult to take time to just sit down and have a leisurely dinner. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, it's true. When I was growing up, we had a kind of a more European schedule just because my mom was teaching at a university and like an hour and a half away. So she would have to drive home. She wouldn't get home until 830. My dad would come home from work at 630 and he would actually do the cooking. Um, and then he would have it ready by 839. We'd keep it simmering until like nine. Then we would all finally be together and we'd eat at nine. So oh, I love we, that. Yeah, we ended up Because you're valuing that together mm-hmm. time. You're like, yeah. oh, we want to have that social feeling of eating together, breaking yeah. bread together. Yeah, that's the one thing that I want to make sure if I have a family in the future to try to do that. It's always, you know, there's reality that hits, right? <laughs> but I want to mm-hmm. try to eat together for sure. Yeah. Well, and it definitely lends toward eating more healthy meals. If you're all sitting down together and making it more of an event, then mm-hmm. you you have that motivation to to create this well-balanced meal. Whereas if you're seeing it as very casual running about here and there, that's when we have a tendency to not be as healthy about it and and right. maybe grab fast food or a pizza or whatever. Yeah, that's when we end up in the McDonald's drive-thru. But we right. can talk about that another day, another episode, right, Aubrey? <laughs> exactly. But it would be interesting to talk about a typical work schedule as well. Because yeah. I know in, in many countries in Europe, there's um, like an afternoon, um, po- it's called a une pause in French, oh. which is the same word for a nap, a siesta in Spain, mm-hmm. where you have a couple of hours off to just sort of chill or nap in the afternoon. Right. We don't do that in the United States, but I really wish we did. <laughs> yeah, I wish we did too. Although I think this is becoming so much less common. I remember when I hiked the Camino de Santiago, which is in the north of Spain. When I did that, I saw a lot of siesta happening. So places were closed, which mm-hmm. um, would make yeah, me crazy in the middle of the day. Yeah. But then I, I feel like in Madrid, I'm not, our listeners can let us know, are you still doing the siesta? Is that still happening? Or with international business, is it now impossible? Right. Mm, yeah. I would be really curious about that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But for, for the American life, uh, work lifestyle, it's still, well, has been the nine to five, right? That's been kind of the standard. That might change though. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. Um, as the opportunity to work online is, is mm-hmm. being more and more common. Yeah. Um, people often will, um, sneak in a few hours in the middle of the night and maybe have those hours off in the middle of the day. I think there's a yeah. lot more flexibility in work yeah. schedules these days. Yeah. Things are going to change a ton with the internet now from now moving forward. It's going to be amazing to see what, what happens with that typical nine to five, the happy hour right after, and then the dinner at seven or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's really depends on the it can be different for different families different people so i think it's a good um policy just to chat with your friends your colleagues to find out what their schedule is so that you know what to plan on 
Yeah, find out what their schedule is and go with the flow. I mean, I know if I were living in Spain, I would have a really hard time having a tiny breakfast and a big lunch, but I would try. <laughs> right? You'd get you know? used to it eventually. <laughs> yeah, I would try because I'd want to want to socialize and be there in the moments of connection, right? That's what we're all about on this show. How can you connect? The way to do that is to share meals. Yes, exactly. I remember when I first went to France as an exchange student, they would eat Nutella on white bread. And I had never had that before. Yes. And it was the most delicious thing I had ever tasted. (laughs) I I also discovered Nutella abroad. I think it's something that people, Americans discover abroad. (laughs) I think so. And now we've brought it here because I remember when I was younger, when my parents would bring Nutella back from France Ah. and you couldn't buy it in the United States. But Ah. now, of course, we we have have it it. everywhere in the grocery store. We've adopted that from Europe. It's true. We used to put it in Paris on baguette. We'd go buy a baguette and put it on the on yes. the baguette. It was so oh, good. So good. Oh, you know, right? <laughs> dangerous. All Very right. Dangerous. <laughs> good conversation, guys. The takeaway for today is go with the flow. Figure out the local schedule. Go with the flow to really immerse yourself in the culture. Plus, you'll have more fun that way. Right. Exactly. Right. And then you'll know when to show up for dinner, what to plan on. Don't yep. accidentally sit down with the kids. <laughs> if you're not <laughs> supposed hilarious. to. <laughs> Again, I can't get the picture of you at the kids table out of my head with the knees touching the table. And you're there eating a like little sandwich. A pl- pink plastic plate with a pink plastic fork. <laughs> with the crust cut off the sandwich. Right. <laughs> My peanut butter and Nutella sandwich. (laughs) That's a great, that's so funny. All right, well, thanks for sharing that story, Aubrey. I'll see you in the next episode. All right, see ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.